0: This is
1: Fight Disciples.
0: We are gathered here today
1: for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk.
0: Welcome to episode 164. ...of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of UFC. Um, Hope you've had a fantastic Christmas and New Year period, enjoying a little bit of action, which we're going to get stuck into very, very shortly. Uh, If you don't follow us on social media as of yet, please get yourself all over our Facebook, our Twitter and our Instagram. You can get us at Fight Disciples. There's a couple of competitions running at this moment in time uh, regarding fight tickets that you might want to uh, get your hands on, and there will definitely be a competition on there uh, regarding the March 17th show of UFC London. So if you want to be there at the O2 Arena to see the likes of Jimmy Manoa, do his thing, uh, get yourself all over our Instagram in particular, at Fight Disciples on there. And you can also uh, subscribe to this uh, podcast via our website, fightdisciples.com. There's all your T's and C's. For those that don't listen to the boxing show, that haven't had a season's greeting offers, Happy New happy Year new to year.
1: you. You have a nice uh, festive period?
0: I know we've had this conversation on the boxing show. But yeah. I'll tell you what
1: I did. I've, I did find over the festive period I never mentioned on a boxing show. Go on only found my passport (laughs) (laughs) yeah So it was like
0: you better you better retell the story because this takes us all the way back to UFC Gdansk Gdansk, and Darren Till's brilliant performance against Cowboy Cerrone. Go Uh, on.
1: I talked about it all well for months, and then the week of the fight, I was looking forward to flying out there. I was flying out on the Friday. Bear in mind he's a mate in
0: bed. Bear in mind Darren Till is his mate. He's followed him since Tai, All these types of things. Obviously he's big. He's big night in the world of UFC. And you didn't go because you well, lost... me passport. Well, the kids la- took the passport. Your little lad robbed your passport, didn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Well, now I think it might have been the baby because we found it in her picnic basket at the bottom of a load of toys in one of these toy troughs that we have. So just because two days before Christmas, we were like, right, let's get let's rid of, all, get all, rid the of all the shit toys yeah, yeah. because all the new toys are coming in to make space. Otherwise, we'd just be overwhelmed with toys. So we were going through stuff and Jane was like, what do you think about this little picnic basket? And I was like, chuck it. She never plays with it. And um, she literally put it in the bin bag and then she reached back in and went, are the toys in it though? Because we had two different bags. We had a bin bag yeah. and we had a charity bag. yeah. And she was like, "All well, are the bits in it? Because if all the little bits and bobs are in it, well, you may as well go in the charity bag. It's hardly been played with. And she opened it and just burst out laughing. And I was like, what? What?" And I was thinking, what the fuck she found in there? Money or something? Well, we did. She pulled my passport out and I was like, You have got to be shitting me. I would never have found it. Obviously I didn't find it. Turn the house upside down. You so, well, you you cut yourself. Ripped pieces. the back of the sofa, yeah. So uh the um the little the little mom was to blame for me not going to Gdansk. But at least I know now, my passport is safe and some mad Albanians not running around the world on my passport. Blagging
0: that it's you, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, well, the good news for you is that we're, uh, well, it's not been confirmed as of yet, but we're pretty confident that it's going to be UFC Liverpool, so you might not need your passport for his next performance, so you might get to so. see him fight this year.
1: I hope Well, they've already said, haven't you, that UFC London still hasn't got its headliner, though, UFC One fight night 127 on March 17th. I fear he may end up on that, he may end up headlining that card. But, Liverpool will against be two. fucking amazing. Against who? Wonder Boy, man. They've he don't give a shit. Wonder Boy
0: Listen, out. Wonder Boy don't want that work. Does he he does not want that work. Of course he doesn't. Because he knows full well what's coming his way. The fucking gorilla. Yep. The silverback is coming his way. The thing I like about Till is, right, and I like this from his point of view because fans are going to love him for this, that he doesn't give a shit. He's no. not interested in belts at this moment in time. He's not interested in dollar. Listen, you want to be the cock of the street? I'll show you that I'm the cock of the street. Let's get in the octagon and let's belt shit out of each other and see what happens, right? Yep. That's where Darren Till's at at this moment in time. With what happened with Ponzinibbio and Mike Perry, for example, Darren Till doesn't need Mike Perry. Doesn't need him now because Mike Perry's gone down to the bottom of the food chain. I don't care who who slags me off for that. He is. He's down at the bottom of the food chain. Darren Till's on the ascendancy, whereas Mike Perry has just taken a little bit of a bump in his road. Yeah. Now, if you're clever about the way that you manipulate your career, you don't need Mike Perry now. No. You look at Ponzinibbio, or you look at a Wonderboy, or you look at a Rafael dos Años, or you look at w- Woodley. And that's what that's mm-hmm. where you're looking at. You're looking up rather than you're looking down. Darren Till don't look like that, though. Darren Till don't give a shit. No, he doesn't. You want to do it, Mike?
1: We'll do it. Let's get it on. I'll fight you. Uh, and you know what? I think Mike Perry is still on the table as a potential opponent for you. Only UFC because of London. the narrative there after the back of Gdansk. Of course. And because Darren's like, fuck it, I'll fight anyone. Really doesn't makes no odds to me. They're all gonna get it at some stage. So they may as well get it now while Tyron Woodley is out injured. There's nothing you can do. You can't fight for the belt right now because Woodley's basically wrote himself off for the next four or five months. Took himself out the picture. He's he's made it clear he wants to fight Wonder Boy. And and honestly, privately, Darren Till is like, Wonderboy might beat me. Wonderboy is striking style. Is different from my striking style. I want to know whether my striking style is better than this. Like he accepts the fact that him, Ponzinibbio, and Woodley, and Wonderboy are the best strikers in the welterweight division. Obviously, Darren Till believes he's the best striker out of the three. But he's like, you know what? I know I, me, and Ponzinibbio have a similar style. Woodley's style is very different, more of a point striking karate style. I want to see how good that style is, because he believes, Till believes he would walk through Woodley. But he accepts that Woodley's fighting style is different from his and he wants to test it. He wants to know because he's like, fuck it, man. If someone's better than me out there, I'd rather lose and go, okay, shit. I need to work on that then. like, is, In his mindset, he will become the greatest mixed martial artist we've ever seen. Right now, he just wants to test to prove that his confidence is not unfounded. And he's like, you know what? I really am as fucking good as I think I am. Mm. I'll steamroll everyone.
0: Well, on um, UFC London for March 17th, uh, Jimmy has now been confirmed. Like we, Postal like we didn't know that uh, the poster boy would be on there. There. Ain't,
1: there ain't no, there ain't no London UFC without of Jimmy Manowa. Of course, okay, no, you can't. It's, it, the O2 Arena wouldn't sign off on an event without Jimmy being there. Mm, what do you make of the uh, opponent? Obviously, a rematch.
0: I, I don't really get it from Jimmy's perspective. Yeah, Sam. Uh, but he's Jav- coming off the back of the mere defeat, so maybe that's why this is happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and obviously, Blatty is coming into the fight off the back of a, of two wins. Actually, um, you know, he lost. He lost to Jimmy lost again Corey Anderson, Gustafsson, Cummins. But he's had a couple of wins since then. And, you know, it kinda does on paper it kind of does nothing for Jimmy, but it does get Jimmy back in the win column mm. and back in the, you know, the contender's shape, I suppose. So in that regard, it is what it is. You know, it's not the deepest talent pool in this light every division. And also, unfortunately the UFC do like fucking putting Europeans on European cards. You know, it, it would have been nice to see him fight any, somebody else, a fresh name.
0: That's why we all went giddy when Cowboy Cerrone was coming over to Poland exactly, for Darren it was like, Till. Fuck yeah. You know, yeah. That's,
1: whether you like it or not. Imagine one that boy Darren t- Till top of that I, hill, man. I think to have Jimmy versus Blacevic, that's why they've already come out and gone, this is happening. It isn't the main event. Don't worry. This is not the main event. Because. As European fight and fans, got, don't forget we've got, seen Jamie and Yam Latsirich fight up, up close and personal many times before. Yeah, they need now a big name against the Brit, and I think Darren Till's the only real one. Mate, you, mate's Rocky be Edwards be, is all the other. It's going to be
0: Bisping's final farewell. That's what's going to happen.
1: I don't know. I, I think after the man of us lost to to uh, Kelvin Kelvin Gastelum and the way people have spoke about it in the media and stuff, you know, basically blaming him for rushing back too soon, and also the fact that he's got. You know this this court case. He's lost the court case now. Yeah. It looks like he's gonna have to shell out a few quid. I don't know whether it's gonna be Bispin's last one anymore because it's gonna cost him a, f- a pretty penny to to get out of the position he's in. And it's still very messy. And I don't think Bispin can right now think about fighting. He's got to think about getting that, and put that one behind him, the court case behind him, and taking a slap on get, the wrist or yeah, whatever yeah. it may be, and moving on with his life. And it, but you know, financially, if it's as much as what you know the other side are saying then Bispen ain't retiring anytime soon.
0: Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how that UFC uh, London kind of plays out. I think Till
1: out. against a top welterweight contender is the only real logical choice now for main events. But we know Wonderboy, Team Wonderboy doesn't want it. But what well the welterweight would want it? Asanos is not going to want it. Ponzanibio might want it. is not bad, but is Ponzanibio a big enough name to sell out London? Mm, maybe not. Darren Till
0: is on He's on now, mate. He's the boy, so, isn't yeah. he? I guess so. Just put Darren
1: Absolutely. Till on. Absolutely.
0: Darren Till could fight me and it'd sell out. Yeah. It only last five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I'd pay like to see that. You would pay to see that, wouldn't you? <laughs> one shot, bang. And, I, and do you know something? Even if you didn't catch me right, I, I would still go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, over the week uh, that we've had off, Uh, there's been um, quite a lot of UFC action UFC 219 took place obviously at the back end of the year which we're going to get stuck into right now we're going to look forward as well to UFC 220 and uh, obviously UFC St Louis uh, this weekend Uh, just on the 219 card so disappointing for Mark Deacuse we've been huge fans of his we've been waxing lyrical about him for such a long period of time I mean we've been pronouncing
1: his name wrong now for about two years yeah of course
0: we have Um, but um, in Manchester we met him Top lad, loads of banter. He put on a killer performance in Manchester and then he put on another great performance. And then, off the back of that, it's just not really gone for him. And at, and, and at 219, he just made what you would class as uh, an amateur style error, really. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's corner yelling at him throughout the course of the don't, fight. Don't shoot. Don't shoot on your opponent. He's, yeah. That's the only way this kid's going to beat you. He shoots. And he just walks into a
1: guillotine and ends up getting choked out, man. When he, he looked yes. like he was on the ascendancy in the fight. It did. It looked like he was going to win the fight. I certainly win it on points. And uh, you know, that's the second Brit back-to-back um, that Dan Hooker now is, uh, has claimed the victory over. And I was impressed with his performance against Ross Pearson. And I was also impressed again with his, his performance here against Giacchiazzi because he kept his cool, even though he was behind. You always felt like Hooker had it in his locker to finish that fight for some reason. It, it looked like Jaczy was landing shots, but Hooker was never really in trouble. Whereas your shooting for a takedown. Yeah? Mm. He's a fucking striker. Mm. He's a British striker. Like he's he's earned a, He's earned his way into the UFC by knocking fellas out left, right, and center in spectacular fashion. Yet he's shooting on Dan Hooker as early as the first round. You're like, okay, why would you want to do that? Why you know that's a Sign of desperation. It's like Conor McGregor in the first fight with Nate Diaz. Once he shot on him, Nate Diaz was like, "Fuck you, son! Why you trying to come into my world? You crazy?" Yeah, yeah. And like it felt like this against the with with Giacomo. It was like you're shooting on him because you're desperate. The thing is, we know Mark Jokiczy lives for this sport. We know he's dedicated. He's just moved to Florida. You know, he he should be going in the opposite direction. Since he's moved to Florida, he's suffered two defeats. Now I'm not saying for a second AT is a bad gym. Far from it. One of the best gyms in the world. Is it the best gym for Mark Jaccaze? That's what Mark Jacase needs to be asking himself now. It's not like he isn't getting fit. It's not like he's not learning every day on the mats. So why is he not progressing inside the octagon? You know, shooting like that was looked lazy. It looked like he was unfit. It looked like he didn't trust in his own stand-up. That's a million miles away from where he was when he first came into the UFC, where he was just starching fellas for fun and having a laugh doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a worrying time here for Mark Ducati because I think his, his whole career seems like it's on a knife edge at the moment. ATT, it, it it's amazing going out to these super gyms and moving to Florida. It's like a dream come true, and you're like, wow, surrounded by studs every day. But sometimes, look, Darren Till isn't training that, a super gym, well, sorry, a super gym in UK terms, absolutely. But he's not surrounded by household names or former UFC champions or you know, coach of the year nominated guys. He's around who, who
0: familiar have, faces. Yeah,
1: he's around the people he's grew up his entire career with. He's around an outstanding coaching Colin Heron and a gym that's got. The minerals and certainly got the background to be successful in the sport, but no one would say it's you know it's gym of the year every year or something like that. It's not like a Team Alpha Male or a SATT or a AKA or a Jackson Wink, one of these gyms which is just packed with with, with killers every single day. But that suit Dan until that's the best thing for Dan until you know what. Stipey and Maiochic. he has his own training camp. He doesn't train every day with other people in the UFC or with coaches that have got other yeah, fighters. Yeah, yeah. He trains on his own. He has his own camp and that works for him. And I just wonder right now whether Mark Giacchiazio is either getting the time on the mats or psychologically is in the right frame of mind. Sometimes they say, sometimes it's good to be a big shark in a small pond yeah. because when you get in there, your confidence level is at such an all-time high. I'm the boy, yeah. I'm but the boy. suddenly if you're training in a sea. And you're just one of many sharks. You start second guessing yourself inside the octagon. You start thinking, wait a minute, I'm. I know I'm not as good as I thought I was because this guy schools me every day on the mats, and that can be a negative thing. Mm. And and Jukesy at the moment, as again, his whole UFC career, when first couple of wins, we were like, "Fuck me!" Next British UFC champion, absolutely. Since he's gone to ATT, he's gone backwards. Mm. Performance-wise, he's gone backwards. You know, he, he would argue the opposite. I'm not saying for a second he has. But performance-wise, Marjorie Casey's gone backwards. I'm worrying now because he's got a target on his back. He can be beat. Needs a win. Um, Get him on UFC London. I'd love to see him on UFC London because I think that's what he needs. He needs a home. You know what? Come home and do your camp here. Yeah. You know, don't don't do the whole thing. Come home for a month before the fight and be familiar. Get around what was winning for you again. You know, we ran the fight at the weekend. (coughs) He suffered three defeats in his career. And he told us that he realised that those three defeats all took place in a boxing ring with yellow ropes. And his brain coach said to him, your co- your, the ropes in your gym are yellow as well. Change the colour of the ropes in the gym and insist on your next fight, the ropes are red or a different colour. And he did that and he won his next fight. That's how small his margins are. Mark your case, you should come back to the UK be around familiar place where he used to win every fight, mm. same training partners, same training gym, and get back to winning ways again. Mm. It, it's it's funny, but it, it, it's sometimes it's these small margins that make is, all
0: the difference. This game is psychological. We know that it's psychological. Uh, regarding um, the rest of UFC 219, we're going to talk about the thing that probably impresses the most um, in a minute. But first of all, I want to go to the main event, uh, the female for the weight division, where uh, Cyborg obviously gets the decision there. But how impressed were you? With how hard Holly Holm is, she absolutely went through it, and she wasn't yeah. giving up for love nor money. She took a she took a proper pound, and, I mean, she her took face, a fucking shellacking, mate. Her face was absolutely smashed to bits. Have you ever seen that film Hitch? Yeah, yeah. Where uh, Will Will Where Smith's he's in allergic there, to the and he uh, has that allergic reaction. Yeah, he has that allergic reaction to the fish. <laughs> that was Holly Holm at the end of that fight, man. She ballooned <laughs> up like a fucking bowling ball, didn't she? It was yeah. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it was, and uh, quite worrying as well. Um, sometimes I think fighters need to be protected from themselves and you know again we're talking about Chris Cyborg beating the shit out of a girl I thought Holly Holm was great you know the judges scored the fight pretty close you know, it, it could have gone one way or the other. She
0: was looking for that Ronda Rousey high kick, was not she, man? She was,
1: yeah, and, and if she'd have landed it in that fifth round and won that fifth round, oh. we may well have had a new champion. You know what? We'd be waxing lyrical, saying Holly Holm is probably the greatest mixed martial artist, female mixed martial artist. The sports scene, first two weight world champion in the UFC, starch two girls that everyone thought was undefeated. Sensational. But I also then, look like you, I looked at the faces after the fight and I look at the fact that Holly Holm has taken an absolute beating of a girl who's from a weight division above. I'm sorry, I don't care how however you want to butter this up. Holly Holm is not a featherweight. She is a bantamweight that they blew up because they desperately need opponents for Chris Cyborg. Go and look on the official UFC ra- rankings. Don't look at the actual rankings because they're loaded shite. But look on the f- where is the female featherweight division? There is no female featherweight rankings on the UFC's own website. Why? Because there's about three featherweights, actual featherweights, female in the UFC. Mm. There's no division there. There's no weight class. This was brought in purely to get Chris Cyborg in the UFC because in Brazil, she's massive. Mm. we outside of Brazil. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in watching this girl... with a juiced-up background, beat up other girls. Mm. I don't
0: get it. It's not Mm. competitive. Talking about Megan Anderson next, mate. I'm thinking of uh, maybe... Well, there was a rumour that they were going to try and shoehorn this into Perth for the uh, Luke Rock old Bobby Knuckles uh, card. Uh, But I don't think... With Anderson
1: being Australian. But again... Talking a girl that's not even in the UFC. It's yeah. the, she's the Invicta champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, that's how light on the ground we are for featherweights. Mm. Bringing girls in from other promotions now, just to give an opponent Chris Cyborg. Are you all right there,
0: son? <laughs> <laughs> have you had a little bit of a struggle over Christmas, have you? Go on, lad. Get it all up, lad, eh? I'm going
1: to I'm gonna have to pop this locket in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't do that if you're fighting, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's got that's, the going that's got a little bit of uh, uh, the old juice in there. That's yeah, a, that's the on, lockets.
1: On, the lockets have got, on, they're on the ban list. You Shit. can't fight tonight now. What are you doing? Great. I'll have to text Jane and tell her it it's off. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting a walk over.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but I understand what you're saying there regarding the, the main event. This particular division, I going into UFC 209. What division? Well, this is it. Going into UFC 209, I had absolutely no interest whatsoever in the fight because Holly Holm, I love Holly Holm to pieces, but I knew that she was too small to take on the likes of Cyborg. I watched it. I didn't watch it live. I watched it retrospectively, and, I, and off the back of reading Twitter, oh, Holly Holm's an animal, fantastic. Look how brave she is and all this type of stuff. I thought, all right, I'm a little bit of a sick interest. I will watch this fight from start to finish, and I watched it, and I thought, fair play, mate. She went for it. She had a right good go at it. She took an absolute caning, and I thought she would there or there about. Cyborg won the fight. I'm not disputing anything like that. But she was in the fight, but it was quite obvious to me that it was the it was pure. it was nothing to do with technical ability because she's brilliantly technical, is Holly Home when it comes to yeah. striking. It was about size. It was it was <coughs> it was a giant taking on someone quite considerably smaller than her, which is Absolutely. unfair. Totally unfair. And that's why That's nothing out of it. Yeah, that's why weight divisions have actually been invented in mm-hmm. order to create fair fights. That was not a fair fight.
1: No, it wasn't. And uh, it was only the fact that Holly Holm is technically very good. Yeah. And cyborg is, you know, she has got strengths. Don't get me wrong. I think her, I think her striking is 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 pretty solid. But, yeah, at but the end majority of, the day, of Sam, she's a bully. That's it. She overpowers Chris people. This a bully. She yeah. overpowers. Her, big, her size, her strength, and everything else. Other girls can't live with it. You know, she's got that male mass, very masculine physique. Whichever way you want to look about it, whichever way, you know, you want to look into the fact how she's got that physique, doesn't really matter. But she's a lot bigger and stronger than the likes of Holly Holm. So and so we have an actual featherweight division. I'm not really interested in Chris Cyborg. I'm not really interested in the UFC featherweight weight class because it doesn't actually exist. Hmm. I'd like to f- see a fight in Megan Anderson, just out of interest. Does it, Should I it headline a card? Should it fuck? I don't want to see Chris Cyborg headlining UFC events. It just makes me want to switch off. In fact, I'll be honest... I had to go back and watch the main event afterwards, because you know why I watch this card? To watch the co-main event. Well, the co-main event was a real fight. Well, let's get on it. Let's
0: get on the co-main event, because that is a weight division that is absolutely loaded, and there's so many conversations now that are happening off the back of what happened in that corner main event, where people are saying, we want to see this guy in with this guy, we want to see Connor in with this, we want to see this, that, and the other. Now, building up towards it, mate, kind of lost my patience a little bit with Khabib.
1: Obviously, absolutely.
0: Because Khabib is, without any shadow of doubt, (laughs) an elite. Mixed martial artist. His record has stood the test of time. He's been in there and ragdolled every man and his dog, but he's had issues with his weight. And I've I've been on this show saying, listen, man, it's part of your thing. If you can't hit the weight, fuck off. I'm not interested whatsoever. Whereas there was talk leading into this particular fight that he was eventually going to go down to 145 pounds. And I'm like, get out. Khabib can't even hit 155 pounds. You know what I mean? He loves his tinama suit as the kid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he hits weight. He turns up and he absolutely ragdolls Barboza all over the octagon, something that I never thought I would see. Now, that's not not me downgrading what Khabib's all about. I thought Barboza might land a little bit on him, you know what I mean, and do a bit with him. Fucking hell, mate. He got absolutely... did it he? It was like that scene from that... Uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio film with the bear, where the bear just turns up and absolutely yeah. ragdolls him all over the gaff. That's doesn't, a... it,
1: doesn't the bear bum him at one
0: point? Yeah, that's exactly doesn't what he, he did. Barbosa got bummed off a bear. That's what happened. <laughs>
1: Didn't he? Yeah, man. Check for semen on the back of them shorts. <laughs> the problem with Khabib is, I think Khabib now, pound for pound, is probably the most dangerous guy in the UFC. Pound for pound. Just because... He's a fucking killer, and you know exactly what he's going to do. What's all you can do about you can't it. stop him? He just walks you down, grabs hold of you, throws you on a deck, and beats the living shit out of you, <laughs> and isn't going to stop him until someone pulls him off. And it was only the fact that Barbosa, you listen, you know, I know, I don't use the word brave around anyone in fight sport because if you're walking to the ring or the octagon, you're, you're fucking, brave. You're fucking braver than most. Barbosa was a, a sadistic fucker for taking the beating he did and kept coming back for more you know his corner team must have thought at one point
0: yeah, so should we get him out of call here
1: because yeah. he was getting an absolute hydrant it's only the fact that he's Barbosa and one kick can change everything that he left him in there that spinning wheel kick at the end of the flying knee whatever. If, uh, if one of them connects you know who knows Neymar get them off might have just got caught caught unlucky but three rounds he just beat the living crap out of Barbosa here and it sounded like Watching it, I'm like, "Fuck me! If if that's not a message, then what is?" But this is what we were desperately hoping for with N- the Imago Well, we weren't actually going into it because he's been fucking us around so much. We were like, oh it oh barbosa knocks him out. Yeah, same. Because I'm kind of sick of the whole division waiting for uh Imago to get his shit together. Mm. But boy, got his shit together, and now I'm like. Listen, I, I don't qualify Conor McGregor as a UFC fighter right now. As far as I'm concerned, Conor McGregor's an enigma. He does his own thing. He's transcended this sport and kind of boxing. And whatever he does next will be motivated by cash. It's not like Conor McGregor's watched this, right, and gone, yes, that's the one. Now I've got options, Khabib or Tony Ferguson. Well, there's Let's been all lot
0: social media, Annie, saying, listen, Khabib was shit, fuck that, get down and lick my boots, beg me, and all this type of shit. Listen, Conor, I didn't fall in love with you. For all this social media bullshit, I fell in love with you because you talk, talking. Yeah, you talk, you fought anybody at any time, anywhere, any place. You talk, talking a press conference. You turn up on on fight night and you're not the fuckers out. That's why I fell in love with you. I didn't fall in love with you because you are on social media going beg me to fight. Mm-hmm. Not interested, mate. I'm kind of not losing patience. I'll never lose patience with Connor, but I'm kind of exactly where you're at. He ain't a UFC fighter. He's not in the conversation anymore. So all these people that were going. Conor Khabib, we need to see Conor Khabib. You're never going to see Conor Khabib. Well, it ain't, it, well, it ain't no mate. It ain't going to happen.
1: I think the only way it happens, the only way it happens, is if some fucking mad Russian mullahgar comes. I give you hundred million to fight him. I'll give you. I'll put the dough on the table. I'll put the dough on the table now, and then Conor might go. You know what? Fuck it. I'll go to Moscow and fight Khabib. Conor's history suggests that he's not scared of any and He'll fight anybody anywhere. His bank balance argues otherwise now I think the problem with Conor is we need to get the finances there to make sure he fights again otherwise UFC are going to have to give him a slice of the business just to fight anyone and I think the only one that would fight that they can go can we make what's the biggest fight we can make regardless of what Dana White says they're going to have to literally fucking move heaven and earth to get Conor McGregor back inside the octagon because they're going to have to try and generate minimum minimum 50 million somehow which would be absolutely would be fucking more than double what they've ever paid anyone before. They're going to have to find that just to get Conor in the ring. They will not generate that money fighting Tony Ferguson, no, no matter where it is. Or they Potential, give him, or they give him a Khabib slice they have
0: in to, Moscow. Well, they have to give him a slice of the business because they can't do that. No, because they set a president, then don't they? They set a president to every other fighter because everybody else is going to go. Hang on a minute, I'm the fucking champ. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You've got to give me that type of dough as well, Demetrius Johnson. And they cause themselves. Well, they cause themselves a whole lot of problems. Mm-hmm. What they then have to do is maybe give him some type of slice of the business because he's worth a certain amount. And if he turns up, then he gets paid X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They've got to give him a slice of that part well, rather than saying.
1: paying him a wage. That's what Connor's saying. Connor's like, I want a slice of this entire business. But again, the only way, th- the only way. The way they maximise that potential is via pay-per-view sales. Pay-per-view sales against Tony Ferguson, sorry, non-existent. Pay-per-view sales against Khabib with a Russian pay-per-view tagged onto it. Potential there. Potential. I think the only way they do it is with GSP. The only way they generate any kind of money is if they do a GSP versus Conor McGregor fight, which Dana White has expressively come out and said is definitely not going to happen. Which means it's definitely going to happen. Which means it probably definitely is going to happen. Yeah. So I think right right here right now after a performance like that, let's let's call it what it is. The only fight I see happening in 2018 and the biggest fight at lightweight in 2018 has got to be Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. Outstanding. That's a fucking super fight. You know what? Just link on and say, listen, son, when you want to come back, you can fight for the belts. But right now, you ain't the champion no more. Whoever wins this fight is the new lightweight champion.
0: I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And we've talked about, I mean, there's been loads on social media. I saw something from uh, uh, John Kavanagh the other day where he just put a lot of repetition of defend or vacate, defend or vacate. Listen, man. Defend or fucking vacate. Yeah, yeah. What are you What are you here for? You, you you can go around saying I'm the champ, champion here, and I've got this and I've got that, and cool. I'm all good with the narrative of that. But you got to fight. If you don't fight, then you've got to fucking give them belts back and let some lads who really want to earn their stripes do their thing. This is why we fell in love with the UFC. This is why fans came from boxing to the UFC because politics gets in the way of far too many things. Somebody Khabib. doesn't get a shot or a number 15 is getting a voluntary defence against the champion of the world. No, number one and number two consistently go against each other in the yep. world of the UFC. Number one and number two, at this moment in time, because they're active, is Tony Ferguson and Khabib. Absolutely. Go at it.
1: They're the champs. Yeah. End of. Absolutely. And the good thing is we've they've signed up to the fight before. Obviously, Khabib had to pull out because of medical issues. but so that, It's not like they're scared to fight each other. So I think that's got to be the fight they make next. And I think the UFC... May even save it for July for the international uh, Fight fight week. Beautiful. And then Khabib versus Tony Ferguson, top of the bill. For the lightweight belt, and you know what? Get Conor Ringside, man. Get Conor Ringside talking about waiting for the winner or whatever. I don't really care. That's a fight. But that's the fight.
0: To when me. I think about that fight, that's a fight, man. Because Tony can snap next, so he he won't be too f- afraid of the shoot, will he? Mate, he Tony be-
1: Ferguson ain't afraid of no fucker. I'm telling no, you. No, I'm now. talking
0: about the style within yeah, the exactly. fight. Exactly. Yeah. Tony a Ferguson
1: of- be watching that performance by Khabib and licking his lips. Go on, go on then. You walk me down like that and see what happens. See what happens. Edson Bosa, I thought, was, you know, again, sadistic in his approach. Like, to get through that fight was crazy. But I also thought his footwork was poor. He moved back in straight lines. He didn't use his ring craft. But then again, Khabib didn't let him, you know, because then he was hitting him with them leg kicks early on and him chopping away at Khabib. And Khabib was just like a stoic Russian fucking killer. Just like, you cannot break me. Just walking him down, walking him down. It's like, fuck, how'd you push this guy backwards? I'll just stop him. But the likes of Tony Ferguson, mate. You tried that against Tony Ferguson. You know, that pressure like that and see what happens. Somebody who's fully capable on the ground of submitting you as well. Mm. What a fight, man. That's definitely the biggest fight, I think, for 2018.
0: No, absolutely. Um,
1: Unmade, unmade fight. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to see A versus Well, all right, then let's
0: get on it. Let's get on it because in a couple of weeks, we're going to be going crazy for UFC 220. What a wonderful way to start uh, 2018 off. We've said this on many, many times, on many, many radio shows that we've done, on many podcasts that we've done, that 2017 really, for us, didn't necessarily, at the start of the year anyway, the first six months of the year, didn't necessarily go as we anticipated it to do. 2016 was brilliant. It finished fantastically with Connor doing what he was doing, becoming the two-weight world champ, beating Eddie Alvarez. Everybody was going crazy, obviously. Uh, New York City, Madison Square Garden. What a wonderful way to finish. Yep. We anticipated that momentum to kick into 2017. It didn't really get going until Max Holloway did his job on uh, Jose Aldo in the middle of the year really for us. Obviously all the stuff with DC and John Jones kind of put a bit of a sour taste on people's, uh, on, on people's lips. We'll talk John Jones in a minute by the way. Uh, but we'll, all that kind of didn't really get going. So 2018... Needs to get off to an absolute banger. Yep. The guy that everybody's talking about in the UFC at this moment in time is Francis Ngannou. Brilliant Steve Miocic stepping up going, yeah, man, I'll fucking defend. No bother whatsoever. Let's do the thing. Steve Miocic against... Francis Ngannou to kick off the year is absolutely mouth-watering yeah, then all of a sudden you put as a co-main event DC to defend his belt against Vulcan Uzumir who's also had probably the best 2017 second on well alongside our boy Darren Till we yeah, say don't we but Vulcan now with him being in title contention you've got to say that he's the main man of 2017 that that trajectory is absolutely outrageous.
1: Three knockouts.
0: What an unbelievable card to get us going. First main pay-per-view event, 220, is going to be something else. It can't be shit, mate. That can't be shit. That's not going to get us off to a shit start. There is going to be at least one knockout there, isn't it? Yeah. You, know, you know there's going to be a knockout between Stipe and, and Garnett. going five rounds. No.
1: There's no so way that's going that? five rounds. Mate, it's not getting out the first round. No. that. Is, well, that, that means there's going to be a new champion then. Because well, I think if Francis is most dangerous in the first round, I'm gone. First two I rounds, is not four out on in the first round on the spins. Too yeah, of course. It's not getting out the first round, all right.
0: And then you've got Vulcan, who we anticipated. Our oh, Jimmy'll go in there. Jimmy'll do Volcan. Volcan touches him, touches him with a with a fist to death. Bang, he's gone. <laughs> right, <laughs> Actually,
1: the fist to death. Yeah.
0: You look at what I know that John <laughs> Jones is juiced allegedly, right? He knocked out DC, so DC can go. Yeah, yeah, big time. Volkan can whack. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, DC is a very, very studious wrestler. He can get him down on the deck and he can ragdoll him, very similar to what uh, Khabib did against Barbosa. That's what we Old could see. Him, yeah. yeah, we could see that. But out of those two fights, we're going to see at least one highlight reel knockout. You would
1: have thought so. Yeah, without a doubt. There's no way in God's earth either of those fights are going five rounds. I just can't see it because I think. Can in, you
0: not see DC ragdolling him for five rounds?
1: No, because I think Mir would get so tired. Being ragdolled about, similar to like a Rumble Johnson scenario, oh, no, that no. he would eventually just tap out and go, "Fuck this! You know, I can't have this, I can't have DC all over me like this for for minutes. And we minutes. know that DC could it. do it. DC he can go for twenty five. Of course it. he can. Yeah, he can, He's all over you like a rash for twenty five minutes. So, I, I I can't see that going five rounds. And absolutely, the, the main event, the heavyweight title fight. There's no way on God's head that goes twenty five minutes either. Mate, so, it doesn't even go five minutes. Mate, that is such a fucking cool way to start the year. January twentieth. I'm sure we'll be talking about that a lot more in the build up. Mm but just on that as well, Arnold Allen from the UK has been added to that bill as well recently. Nice uh We haven't seen him since March of 2017. UFC London, in fact, yeah. when he beat Amir Khani and stopped that freight train, if you remember. Mm. Fuck knows what's happened to that Amir Khani, by the way. He's fell off the edge of the world, but uh, disappointing to see Arnold Allen get such a great win there and then be on the sidelines for you know, a full year before he's back out again, or 10 months in this case. So, But I expect Arnold Allen, if he can stay busy, man, he could have a massive year in 2018.
0: Mm. Uh, January 20th, usc 220. It's uh, on like Donkey Kong. If you've not seen the promo, by the way, uh, I've put it on our Twitter feed because they're a little bit slack with copyright. It won't be on Facebook and Instagram because they keep shutting me down. Uh, so if you want to see the promo for Ingarnu uh, and Stephen Miocic, go and have a little bit of a nosy on our social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, let's get straight stuck into uh, the first... Uh, effort of the year this weekend it's the guy that uh, conor mcgregor referred to as who the fuck is that guy (laughs) Uh, as in uh, jeremy stevens taking on duho Choi. this is a really good fight i know that jeremy stevens with the casual fan is probably living off the back of that meme that conor nailed him on but jeremy stevens can whack man he's a decent fighter and duho Choi as we know we know what he's all about this has got all the markings of being a fantastic start to 2018 this could be absolute flames at the weekend
1: this could absolutely be the fight of the year, which is bonkers when you think it's the first event of the year as well. But Jeremy Stevens has got a long history of being in fight of the nights, uh, and Duho Choi obviously is coming straight off the back of the loss to Cub Swanson, which was, you know, everyone's everyone's of pick year. of fight of the year for 2017, or certainly right up there. If it wasn't for Justin Gaethje, he probably walked away with it. So this is these neither of these guys know how to take a backward step. Both absolute warriors. Um, yeah, man, and this is going to be absolutely flames. It's on Sunday, which yeah. means we'll probably get it on the. We'll get it live early hours on Monday morning. Is yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in St. Louis, but uh, there's a decent card on there as well. The pick, the pick of the undercard, of course. Uriah Hall fights Vita Belfort in the main event. Uriah Hall, as we all know, is a complete enigma in this middleweight division. Sometimes he looks like the next coming of Anderson Silva. Other times he looks like fucking you know Joe Silva uh, and, and Vita <laughs> Belfort as we know, is completely and utterly marked. Now he's not allowed to take testosterone and everything else. He's he's on his farewell tour. I, I, I don't expect him to see out 2018 and still be active in the UFC, if I'm totally honest. But... You know, he had that win out Nate Marquardt last time, which stopped a little bit of a skid. So I think if he loses here, though, then I would expect him to have maybe one last fight in the UFC. But the pick of the un- pick of the card for me, Van Zant versus Rose Clark, so a-, a decent little scrap in the flyweight division. With old told Rose is going to fight for the flyweight belt next. But Kamaru Usman, if everyone remembers him, he's the guy who won the tough Black Zillions versus ATT season of tough. Um... Absolute monster wrestler with heavy hands. He's fighting Emil Mich, uh, who's the big Viking mm. fucker from Norway.
0: Do you know something? Every time we mention the welterweights and Darren Till and stuff like that, we kind of leave off Kamari Usman for some reason. Yeah, because yeah, he he's needs a to be. In, yeah, <laughs> he needs to be in there, doesn't he? Because he's definitely one of those guys in that sharp pool that could jump over to the big boys at some point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, he's absolutely in that in that pond, um, Kamari Usman, but... Emile Meek, since he come into the UFC, he had that sensational knockout, uh, and he got into the UFC on the back of uh, knocking out uh, Paul Hardas the old Leadlock Killer, the Brazilian. Uh, this guy is a legit, absolutely legit contender. You know, looks like a Viking, talks like a Viking, walks to the you know wears his skirt and all this kind of stuff. He's got a whole weird thing going on, but he's got massive support coming out of Scandinavia. So they, that's a belted of a fight to kick off that that main card on on, on Sunday. But uh I think Stevens Choi again, potential fight of the year contender right there.
0: Looking forward to it. There's um um obviously that's leading into this weekend. There's been a little bit of news over the the Christmas period. Did you catch all that stuff regarding uh, John Jones? Whether he has, whether he hasn't, whether he's gonna be allowed back in and all that.
1: Yeah, well it's because Jeff Novitsky, didn't he? Did the rounds on a couple of podcasts. Yeah. He did Joe Rogan's podcast and stuff like that. And he was like he basically said, you know, well, it's looking like John Jones wasn't. Uh, guilty of taking anything. It was a uh another
0: Tainted Supplement. Tainted supplement. Another. Another one. Get out.
1: Get out, maddena. man. Madonna. How
0: how how? How is this still a thing that we're talking about right now? Tainted supplements, John Jones. Yes, he has. No, he hasn't. All this type of shit. Are we... Good? With that then in mind, what you've... I mean, Jeff Nowitzki's a respected dude, man. When, when when you hear him talk like that, you're fully anticipating John Jones to be back in the UFC at some point in 2018.
1: Absolutely, yeah. If the guy, you know, if the guy who's in charge of managing the whole drug testing programme for the UFC is making noises like, you know, it's a, it looks like it's going to be a tainted supplement job, then you would thoroughly... To go public like that, you would thoroughly expect John Jones to be back sooner rather than later, but...
0: And where does he go? Does he go back to light like heavyweight or does he go up to heavyweight?
1: I think right now, he, he, he's so in desperate need of a fresh start. You know, would Daniel Cormier ever fight him again?
0: I wouldn't. If would I, I fuck?
1: Do you know something? DC probably would, because that's yeah. DC. But
0: if I were DC, I'd say fuck off, mate. You've fucked me over twice now. No yeah. chance. I'm not having it.
1: Exactly, yeah. You've, you've got two wins over me on both occasions. One was recreational, the other one was performance and answering. So, you know, both times, those... those those losses have got an asterisk next to them. I don't need you. And fights have fallen off with DC because Absolutely. he's been on the juice. So I think it'd be amazing if John Jones is going to come back. And you know what? I said this just before the before the end of last year, didn't I? Saying I'm fickle as fuck. So when he does come back, I'll be like, oh, the greatest is back because he is the greatest natural mixed martial artist the sport has ever seen. Uncategorically, you know, he is the man. Yes, he's cheated along the way you know, when he's been found guilty of it. I just want him to come back and just accept what he is. He's an arsehole. He's a bad man. He's a bad guy. Let's see you up at heavyweight. Let's see what you can do against... But then again, Big Francis. If John Jones ain't going to come back a heavyweight with Francis Ngann, who's talking around. Absolutely no That'd way. That'd be brilliant. Absolutely no way because you give him... Francis Ngannou could be the up.
0: Usain Bolt of UFC getting rid of the Justin Gatlin, couldn't he? Yeah. He could be that guy. Oh
1: my days! That'd be amazing. Knocking out John Jones. John Jones already said in the past that, you know, the heavyweights are just a bit too thick for me. And by that he means, you know, width-wise, they're just they're a different build. They couldn't wrestle them. Gustafson and John Jones are probably taller than most of the heavyweights. Yeah, but when you look at them side on, there's a complete different. There's a there's a real size difference, you know. But you're right. John Jones come back come back at light heavyweight. Does anybody want to see him fight DC? I don't. I don't think DC's legacy doesn't deserve it anymore. Because what if DC... One, it's in his brain that he loses to John Jones anyway because he's done it twice. So he's already at a disadvantage against a guy who's 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 cheated, whether he's liked it or not. And you're going
0: into the fight thinking, is this kid juiced again?
1: Exactly, yeah. Or is the fight even going to take place? Because he might pop again. So it's not mm. fair on DC for him to be able to come back right now. Anyway, mm. I think probably into he's got to get some kind of suspension. He's got to get some kind of ban, and after being banned previously for a year or two, yeah, it can't be any less than that. So even if he has taken the tainted supplements, it's still got to be a, there's still gonna be a ban involved. So he's still gonna be out for another year. Maybe by then DC will be ready to ride off into the sunset and focus on his TV career anyway. And, mm. You know, but once again, fucking John Jones, man tainted supplements it's unbelievable isn't it ours manager Malki Kawa has, remains as manager I don't know because he's got to take as much responsibility as everybody else mm. Um, that's it
0: for today's show as we build into uh, another fantastic 2018 I hope you've had a fantastic uh, holiday period uh, we're going to be getting stuck into USC uh, 220 next week so make sure you come and join us for that you can subscribe to our podcast via iTunes you can get it on our website fightdisciples.com we're all over social media as well at fightdisciples.com on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.